You're listening to Hope on the Homefront, the official podcast for Homefront Heroes Ministries. I'm your host, Taylor Blackburn. We're a group of military wives on a mission to help you find joy in your journey. We're jumping in the trenches to encourage you when you're struggling, help you grow in your faith, and support you through military life. Because here, you are seen. Here, you're essential. Here, you are never alone. Welcome home. Let's go. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to our last episode of our summer series, our planted series. Thank you so much for following along and tuning in with me all summer. It's been so good for my heart, and I hope it's been so good for yours to just dig into some truth and grow some deep roots over the summer. And if you have been joining all summer long and have found any encouragement in this episode, we would just love to hear from you. You can email us anytime at info at homefrontheroes.org. And if you um, have been listening for a long time and feel like you might want to leave us a review, uh, we appreciate that. And I am looking forward to jumping in to our last episode of the series today. We have come all the way through the weeds, all the way back up to the surface. And we are finally coming back around to that first verse that we talked about in the first episode is Hebrews 12, 28, for we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. So this episode, we are going to close this out with just coming back to that main thing, which is keeping a kingdom vision. What does it mean to stay kingdom minded and how can we keep our eyes focused and lifted up into heaven as a military wife and all the things that we encounter? Because I don't know about you, but the chaos can really get to me sometimes. And it's not that I don't want to be focused on the kingdom, or it's not that I don't want to be pouring out, you know, God's goodness or the fruits of the spirit, even though that's not in my control into my family and, and out onto my kids, it's that I get distracted and I get, I lose sight of the kingdom because I get fixed on the chaos or lost in the shuffle. And the day to day overwhelm just starts to do exactly that overwhelming and I realized, wow, I have not even given a second to controlling my tongue today, or I'm too tired to get up and read the word or spend time doing things that I know make a vital difference in the way that I love and care for my family. And I think over the last couple of years, I've just gotten really tired of that feeling. I've gotten really tired of feeling like my home the tone of my home was chaotic or that my kids were a burden and not the blessing that they are. And I just thought, you know, what if I actually started doing what God says, how could that help me keep my eyes fixed on the kingdom? And I just want to share that encouragement with you because it hasn't been a perfect journey by any means. And we're going to talk about perfection here in a minute, but I have just noticed a drastic change in really just the condition of my heart and my attitude and my outlook. And that overflows to my family and my husband and my kids. And I hope that on good days, they see those shifts, but on bad days, I hope that they see me recover differently, you know, maybe just handling overwhelm differently. Maybe some of those things don't eliminate themselves, but 
we're creating a different tone and setting a different beating to a different drum in our homes when we're keeping our eyes fixed on the kingdom. And as military wives, that can really be shining in our communities brighter than we realize. Um, just living differently, talking differently, and having a tone that is beyond this world. So let's get into that. I love this verse in Second Corinthians 4, 7 through 9, and then we're going to jump down and read 15 to 18. It says, now we have this treasure in clay jars so that this extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. And we are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Indeed, everything is for your benefit so that as grace extends through more and more people, it may cause thanksgiving to increase to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not give up. Even though our outer person is being destroyed, our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable, eternal weight of glory. So we do not focus on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. We are currently stationed overseas. I think I've mentioned that a couple times, and we recently got news that we'd be extending over here for two to three more years. And when that news was first brought to my attention, it was really, really hard for me. And I have never encountered that kind of disappointment and didn't realize I had that much hope. Um, and just being close to family again, of course, Europe is incredible. It is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I was ecstatic to ecstatic to take it. Um, however, I didn't want to be here longer than just one assignment because it's a long time to be away from family and friends. And, you know, I'm a little bit of a homebody as much as I love to adventure and explore. And as much as I love being a military wife, I really love home. And when you take home completely to a different country, that's just a different feeling. So it's been a lot of fun. However, I was really struggling with the idea of staying and really disappointed in that and just praying and asking God to help me focus on what those unseen things and help me to, um, really experience contentment because all I was feeling was discontent. And I felt like I was missing out on, um, dreams of our future, you know, things that I had planned and realizing that I had to release the timing of those things and let go of the timing of those things. And just fully put those into God's hands and just say, listen, Lord, you know what these mean to my heart. You know what the timing of these things mean. You know how long I've been praying over these things and they don't happen if we're over in Europe and that's okay. I'm going to hand these over to you and just working on that trust and keeping, you know, eyes fixed on the kingdom. So maybe that's something you're walking through too, as a military wife, you know, our timing is constantly out of our control. Maybe you too have dreams or plans or just hopes of the future, um, that, you know, the military life just likes to rearrange and it can really make it good at trusting God, but it can really be incredibly disappointing and incredibly heavy. And maybe you're in the middle of that where you just feel like, okay, Lord, I, I, 
don't want this to happen. And I would just encourage you to just hand those things over to God. He knows the desires of your heart. In fact, I was encouraged by a friend that he often places those desires in our heart. And so the timing is completely his to give over. So all that to say, I was really struggling in the beginning of staying over here overseas. And now we're getting to, um, you know, the other side of that, where I'm really looking forward with excitement. You know, we came over here during the pandemic and now we're getting to stay a little bit longer when things are a little normal. Um, we're experiencing the release of restrictions for the first time. And our kids are, you know, just kind of in a normal season for the first time since we've been over here. And now we're getting down to the wire of like, okay, it's time to have the orders and time to pack the truck and find the housing and everything like that. And, you know, we're five weeks out from this move and we, we still don't have any of that, um, figured out because we're still waiting on that official paperwork. However, it's been a little back and forth and up and down. And my husband called the other day and said, Hey, there's been another change. And I just heard myself laugh as he called because it's just been so up and down. And then as I paused, I realized, wow, what a shift that has been. What a transformation that has been from the first day that he came home to tell me that he had this job opportunity and it was amazing. And his eyes were beaming and he was glowing and he was excited about this new position. And at the same time, I am simultaneously fighting to the death, not to cry in front of this man who was so excited and just feeling like I'm sinking in my chair, right? Because he's telling me exactly what I do not want to hear and exactly everything that I was praying would not happen. So I just had to pause and just think about all the work that Christ has done and has done in my heart. Um, all of the promises that he has kept over and over and all the times that I had to ask him, Lord, remind me of the things that are unseen. Remind me of your kingdom. Lord, keep my eyes fixed on the kingdom. Remind me you're good. Okay. I believe you, but can you please remind me again that you're good and that I can trust you and that you keep your promises. And again, and again, he faithfully encouraged my heart, faithfully, you know, brought up things in his word to walk me through that. And it was just a, a moment worth recognizing that, wow, Jesus really has moved within me and helped me fix my eyes onto him in the middle of this transition and not onto my plans. And that has been completely freeing. So, you know, I just hear this laughter leave, leave me. And I'm thinking, wow, what was, was once tears is now joy, um, and not necessarily joy that the plans changed again, but just joy in trusting that God has got this in his control and we have done all we can. And the, all that's left to do is just to rest in his promises and rest in his sovereignty. And that is so incredibly freeing. And I want to share that with you because that is that same promise that God offers anyone who looks to him and keeps their eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven. That's the shift that we can make as military wives, as we create these homes. I talked about in our last episode, this idea of hope keepers. Um, and this is one of the things that it requires to be a keeper of that hope 
and, and to be encouragers and to fill our home um, with joy and peace and all of those things that God promises, because I don't believe you guys for one second that God intended us to live in chaos. Yes. This life is often chaotic in that it moves us back and forth and up and down, and it can be definitely filled with trial, but I don't think God intended us to live in constant, um, disruption of peace and constant disruption of joy, because those things aren't found outside of him. Those things are found in him. Remember we talked about in the first episode that he is the origin of joy. And we find that peace and we find that joy because of who he is and in his presence. And so when those things feel misaligned in our homes, um, we need to take note of that. We need to turn our minds and spend some time in prayer asking God, okay, Lord, what has gotten out of alignment here? Um, I like to think of the story of Daniel when I'm thinking about keeping our eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven. And our host Taylor goes into really beautiful detail of the story of Daniel in an episode we have here on the podcast called the cost of conviction and why it's worth it. Um, that's a really great episode. And I loved listening to her breakdown of the story of Daniel, but essentially Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den because of his faith. And he doesn't run away in fear. He doesn't, um, conform to the demands of the, of the world. He doesn't conform to the demands of the King. He doesn't conform to the men who are trying to take away his position of power that God has blessed him with. He remains faithful and he keeps his conviction and he praises God for who he is. And he trusts that God is who he is. In spite of all these things, he keeps his eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven. And I think that's the shift that we can make in this journey as a military wife, that we continue to praise God for who he is and not just what he can do. And that's where our, our roots grow deep. That's what it means to be planted. That's what it means to be standing firm on a foundation that is unshakable with our eyes fixed on an unshakable kingdom is that we have learned to not only ask God for what he can give us, but we trust that he is who he says he is. And we love and just praise his very presence and his very being. And it takes time to get there. And that unshakable kingdom frees us from that, that fear that we can laugh without fear of the future. When your husband calls and says, Hey, your PCS has been changed again for the fourth time. That's a promise that God makes us in his word in Proverbs is that she is closed with strength and dignity. And she laughs without fear of the future. It's that unhindered laugh and surrender um, and trust and hope that God is completely in control and nothing can change his plans. That's why we remember that he is the king we serve. He is good and he is in control. And we'll continue to reap that harvest when we choose to sow into the kingdom of heaven instead of into ourselves And I think for the first time in my adult life, I realized how, how hard it can be sometimes to choose the kingdom of heaven over the plans of ourselves, especially when you believe that those plans are plans that God has called you to, or when you believe that those plans are good and for the good of your family and for the good of your children. And then to have to set those aside 
and look to the kingdom, that can be very, very hard when you're filled with confusion. But we reap the harvest of peace and freedom and joy when we can take, do the work that it requires because it takes work. It's a, it's not just, Oh, I woke up today and I'm feeling like I'm going to hand all these dreams over to God and not shed a tear about it and not feel a thing about it. God gave us these emotions to process these things through. And it can be an emotional, um, treacherous journey to hand those things over to God as you, you know, pile them up in his hands one thing at a time. And you, you walk alongside him as he reveals what those things are. That takes time. This is a process, but I love that about the Lord. He's so patient and he is a God of process and he comes alongside us to walk us through those things. And that's his, that's his grace. The, the in-between there's no gray area with God, the in-between you realizing you don't have your eyes fixed on the kingdom And the other side of getting your eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven, all that in between that space is the grace of God. And it's the covering of Christ and learning how to fall into that and learning that you don't have to be the one to hold it all together and that you're human and you can, you can mess up sometimes. That's something God is working with me through that. You can mess up sometimes and fall into that grace is really, really a sweet thing. We talked about asking God to invite us on this journey this summer of revealing the weeds in our heart, revealing our heart condition and revealing his heart to us through those things. And I just wanted to share one of the things that God um, has been working out in me through this study and through this conversation, because it's been a journey for me too. And what encouraged me to want to share this with you guys who are listening, um, just the power that God has over these things. So one of the weeds that God has revealed to me was just, just the weed of perfection and not even realizing I had no idea that this was even something that was, um, you know, tripping me up or, not even tripping me up, but tangled. We talked about in that first verse, the tangled around truth. And one of the things that was tangled around the truth of God's word with the weeds of my heart was this idea of perfection that I was the one that had to hold it all together or to, to always operate at my very, very best. Because if I didn't, then I was disappointing the Lord. And if I disappointed the Lord, then I disappointed my girls and they weren't seeing a godly mother. My husband didn't have a godly wife. And then our whole family was just going to fall apart and crumble. Of course, I didn't realize that that was the thought process that I was in. But as I took the time to walk through, well, why do you hold on to those things so tightly? Or why are you so hard on yourself about the day-to-day accomplishments or the way that you care for your family? Why are you so hard about yourself on these things? And if I follow that question long enough down the line, those are the answers. And that's been a little bit hard because that desire of perfection, um, that's sinful. And whether we realize it or not, it's the goodness of God that reveals it to us. And I think, um, it's not the perfection of like hoping that people see me as perfect. It's the perfection as in, I don't want to mess up. And I have a really hard time 
knowing that I've done my best and realizing that it still could be imperfect. Right. And so accepting the grace of God on days when it is hard or on days when I do mess up has been a little bit challenging, but also really freeing in my own mind to not be so hard on myself because it's not my perfection. He didn't die on the cross so that I could be perfect day in and day out. He didn't die on the cross so that I could hold my whole family together with my own effort and my own strength. He died on the cross so that I could be free from that chain of perfection. He could died on the cross so I could be released from that burden and covered in his righteousness. He says, I didn't ask you to be perfect daughter. I just wanted to clothe you in my perfection as you pursue me and my kingdom and my righteousness. So this idea that we have to hold up our own foundations or everything else is going to crumble. We can let that go. And you can almost hear that audible sigh of release as like the tension leaves your shoulders and the breath catches in your chest that okay, you don't have to hold this all together. When your husband's gone, when the kids are losing their mind, when you're alone, maybe you don't have children. You're in a new country looking for your own identity. You don't have to hold all of that up. That is God's job to do. So one of the things that we can do is just simply step out of God's way and let the people around us work it out with the Lord. I am not God. I can't control all the circumstances. I can't protect everybody's emotions and I can't stop people from the people I love from feeling, um, you know, the consequences of their own actions or choices. And what I can be is an encouragement and a source of biblical wisdom to people I love and hopefully be pouring that into people, not not grasping them tighter and tighter and tighter so tightly that I end up squeezing everybody out of my hands, but I can just take a step back and let God be God. Let my kids love them loosely. Let them make mistakes. Let them see me make mistakes and teach them. What does it look like to be a godly woman who can own her mistakes, can apologize And can move forward learning from the things that God is walking me through. That's a really powerful example that I can set from them. Probably more powerful. They'll learn more about God in me owning those things and letting them see the grace of God than me trying to be perfect all the time because that's not attainable for them. I need to step out of God's way. I need to let my husband lead. I ask him to lead, but then I want to be in control well, that doesn't work. I need to step out of the way. I need to let him lead our family and I need to let him learn as he does it. Right. I need to love my kids and let them learn as they go through their own mistakes so they can learn who God is and they can learn about his grace. So again, I'm not holding everyone and everything so tightly that I begin to squeeze it right out of my own grip. Sewing into the kingdom of heaven, keeping our eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven is our job. We can plant those seeds. We can be, you know, plant those seeds of obedience in our walk with Christ. Um, but the growing is God's because remember, it's not choosing to be perfect. 
It's not choosing to be Christ-like. It's becoming like him. It's not choosing to be good, I should say. It's becoming like Christ. Because the Bible says that even our obedience is Christ within us. Even our obedience is the overflow of the, of the Holy Spirit within our heart. So making the most of our time and giving God the best of our time, you guys, you will never regret making time to spend with God. You will never regret. You will never feel more tired because you got up and read God's word and you will never feel like, oh, that was a mistake to focus on scripture today. Um, look how well I loved my family when I wasn't exhausted, (laughs) you know, and it seems like it's this hoop to jump through, but really you guys, God makes the most of our time when we put that effort into showing up first, right? We need to make the most of our time, giving God the best of our time and honoring our husbands as leaders, speaking life into our kids, into our families, and just simply living well. And we need to spend time with God. We need to be soaked in his presence. We need to be repenting of our sin and spending time in prayer and praise and worship and around the body of Christ, encouraged by other believers who are, you know, figuring this all out together. That's important. So I just encourage you as we wrap up this series to just go home and start new today. I had just ordered a, um, I just ordered a mug, a coffee mug that says new morning, new mercies. Cause I need that reminder, but it's not too late for you guys to wake up tomorrow for any of us to wake up tomorrow and just do things differently. Maybe it's just opening your Bible for the first time in a long time, or maybe it's actually staying consistent with it because you know, you've been back and forth. Maybe it's just asking God to put a guard over your mouth and controlling your tongue with your kids and your husband And maybe just start marching to a different drum of encouragement, of a little bit more gentleness, boundaries where you need them, and just start living well to the glory and honor of God focused on the kingdom of heaven. Just like a farmer diligently labors in his field, trusting that the sun and rain will come, you too can trust God's faithfulness to show up for you as you reap the harvest of what only he can grow. The seeds are yours to plant. You've got to be doing the work. You know, you've, you've got to tend to the field. You've got to tend to your family. You've got to tend to the land and plant those seeds. And once you do that, there's nothing else is in your control. The rest is up to the sun and the rain, right? The seeds can be planted by the farmer, but he can't make them grow. That is God's job, but you can be diligently planting those seeds and tending to your gardens, planting deep roots of faith, and then spending the time with the Lord and letting him do the watering, letting him do the growing, letting him produce the harvest that only he can out of the seeds that you are choosing to sow. So I just want to close with one final thing as we close out this chapter. It's just a little bit of encouragement from one of our devotions and a quick verse from Psalms. It says, spoiler alert, Jesus knows you're a military wife. He knows everyone you're responsible for in a day. In fact, he placed those people in your care. 
He knows the kitchen is a disaster after you cleaned it 47 times in the past week. And he knows about the field exercise that keeps your husband away and has thrown the kids into a meltdown. He knows about the job you have, the meeting you need to attend, and the deadline you're trying to make. In fact, he blessed you with it. He knows all of it, military wife. And yet he calls us to sit with him before anything else. Because he knows exactly what our heart needs to face the day. He knows how exhausting these days can be, but no amount of coffee will equate to the power of his presence. He created you, military wife, and out of his abundant love for you, he commands the things he knows protect you. So this morning, the dishes are going to wait while I rest in his presence. I will fill my heart with his word, lay my sin at his throne, and cast my cares onto the one who cares for me. I won't worry about the perfect Bible reading chair or a silent house. I'll let my little ones see their mama given their heart, her heart, the most important thing it needs. And then I will face the day on his firm foundation, ready for whatever comes my way. Military wife, you too were created for such a time as this. And God knows everything that is required of you in the day. He's called you to it and he is faithful to equip you for it. He is good. The God most high light in the darkness, everything bows to him. I want to leave you with this encouragement from Psalm 62 one. It says, I am at rest in God alone. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will never be shaken. And that is your hope on the home front. Thanks for tuning in. From our heart to yours, we hope that this podcast is your go-to place for encouragement on the home front. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaway was from this episode by having you take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us at HFH underscore ministries or on Facebook at Homefront Heroes Ministries so we can get connected with you, get to know you more, and hear from you firsthand what specific encouragement you're looking for. This is home. This is the place to have the hard conversations. And until we chat next, get out there and find the joy.